Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmed. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Inna alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'afiruh. Wa na'udhu billahi min shansayyati amalina. Man yahdihillah falamudillalah. Wa man yudlil falantajida lahu waliyan murshida. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah al-ahad al-qahar. وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون Indeed all praise and thanks belongs to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala alone We seek his help, his assistance and guidance in all things He whom Allah tabarak wa ta'ala guides, there is none that can misguide him And he whom Allah tabarak wa ta'ala leads astray there is none that can guide him except through the will and permission of Allah ta'ala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashimi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah. Fear Allah as he deserves to be feared. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Rabbish rahli sadri wa yassirli amri. Alhamdulillah, this is lesson 20 in our reading of a tafsir Now, today's verse is going to be a continuation of the previous verse yani The tafsir we're going to take of this verse This verse is directly related to the verse that came before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says In the seventh verse of Surah Al-Baqarah, He says خَتَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ سَمْعِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ أَبْصَارِهِمْ غِشَاوَةٌ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set a seal on their hearts and on their hearing and upon their eyes there is a covering and for them is a severe punishment. Now this is, as we mentioned, a continuation to the previous verse. Indeed, those who disbelieve, regardless of whether you warn them or not, then it is the same, they do not believe. For regarding this verse, subhanAllah, Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, who died in the year 671 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that this verse gathers all of those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his knowledge knew to be of those who did not believe from the disbelievers. And it has been said that this is specific to the Jews and it has been said that it is, to, uh, it is general regarding all of those who did not believe. And this is, according to Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, and this is the more correct view. This is the more correct view because it is more general. It is more general. So this is similar to the previous verse. That Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah was on the opinion that this is regarding all of those who what disbelieved. All of those who did not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any of the disbelievers, this is regarding them, yani something that is general. Who said that it was specific? Imam Al-Tabari rahimahullah. Imam Tabari rahimahullah who died in the year 310 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He was on the opinion that this is specific to the Jews This is specific to the Jews Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah who died in the year 
516 after the Hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He says that the reality and the essence of Khatam Khatam Allah, right? This word over here, the reality of Khatam Is that something is sealed completely Something is sealed completely So that nothing can enter it And nothing that is within it can escape So when something when this khatam is upon something, then nothing can leave it and nothing can enter it. Completely closed. Completely sealed. Right? That's what the word khatam means. Now, Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he also says that khatam means that it is completely closed off, completely sealed off, and that nothing can penetrate it. Nothing can penetrate it. Yani the heart is completely closed. Nothing can enter this heart. Now, Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah, who died in the year 516 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that Ahlus Sunnah, they say, Ahlus Sunnah, they say regarding this, that Khatam Allah, Allah has sealed, that this is, this, this is, that this seal is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has judged. That this is, the seal that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has judged upon the hearts of the disbelievers. Upon the hearts of the disbelievers. And this was based through the infinite knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding his creation. Yani khatam Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sealed. This is the seal itself. What is it? Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has judged their hearts to be upon disbelief. And how can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judge the hearts to be upon disbelief? The position of Ahlul Sunnah is that this is because of, this is through the infinite knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So khatam Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has judged their hearts to be upon disbelief. And then he says, whereas the Mu'tazila, the Mu'tazila, what they say is that upon their heart is a sign. The Mu'tazila, who are not from the saved sect, but rather Ahl Sunnah Al-Aam, uh, the general Ahl Sunnah, those who are not Ar-Rafidah. Now the Mu'tazila, they have said that upon their heart is a sign that the angels can identify them through, which is upon their hearts. Right? Upon their hearts is a sign that the angels can identify them through. However, the position of Ahl Sunnah is obviously the correct position and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best now Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has explained in this verse that this is the reason for a person's disbelief this is the reason for a person's disbelief in this is an evidence that the heart itself is the greatest above all other limbs because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what? has started with this limb, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that the khatam is placed upon what? The heart. So that's the first point of mention here. So he says, in this is an evidence that it is the greatest above all other limbs. And the most precious limb and most sincere, the most precious limb and the most sincere is a person's heart. Is a person's heart. This is because... The heart is the place of contemplation and thought. Because the heart is the place of contemplation 
and thought. And this goes against يعني, the modern understanding that the brain is where you understand things. The brain is where what you contemplate whatever is in front of you. However, the Islamic perspective is that the heart here is in charge of the rest of the limbs. The heart itself is in charge of the rest of the limbs. And Imam al-Jawzi, rahimahullah, who died in the year nah, 597 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Ibn al-Jawzi, rahimahullah, he says that the heart is the residence of the nafs. The nafs, يعني, it resides within the heart. That is where your nafs is. And he says, and it is the resting place of the intellect. The intellect is found in the heart. The intellect, according to the Islamic perspective, is found in the heart. And he says, it was called qalb. It was called al-qalb because لِتَقَلُّبِهِ Because it constantly turns. It constantly turns. Now, something that is mentioned by Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, and it is very, very interesting. He says that the people of tafsir have mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses 10 different words, 10 separate individual words to describe the hearts of the disbelievers. Subhanallah. 10 different words are used. And we're going to go through each one. Now, the first one is al-inkaru. Al-inkaru. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in Surah An-Nahl, verse 22, قُلُوبُهُمْ مُنْكِرَةٌ وَهُمْ مُسْتَكْبِرُونَ Their hearts are in denial. Their hearts are in denial. And they are too proud. Their hearts are disapproving. And they are too arrogant. Their hearts deny. And they are proud. So over here, the first word is denial the first word is denial or disapproving the heart that is associated the word that is associated is denial and disapproving al-inkaru al-inkaru the second is al-hamiyatu al-hamiyatu now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in surah al-fatih verse 26 Surah Al-Fatih, verse 26. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذْ جَعَلَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فِي قُلُوبِهِمُ الْحَمِيَّةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when the disbelievers had filled their hearts with pride, when the disbelievers, when those who had disbelieved, they filled their hearts with chauvinism, when the disbelievers had filled their hearts with pride and haughtiness, now, al-hamiyyah is excessive support for one's own cause. Excessive support, fanaticism in one's own cause. Now, the third word and the element that is here is that it is due to pride. The element that is here is that it is excessive support to one's own cause due to pride and arrogance. Even if he knows that it's not true, even if he knows that it's incorrect, but he is going to continue that way because he is proud of his ways. Now, 
The third is Al-Insirafu. Al-Insirafu. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in Surah Tawbah, verse 127. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, and they turned away. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has turned them away because they are a people who do not comprehend. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has dismissed their hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has turned their hearts because they are a people who do not understand. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over here is using the word يعني, to describe a heart that is turned away. Al-insirafu. The first, fourth word the fourth word is Al-Qasawatu Al-Qasawatu The fourth way that the heart is described is Al-Qasawa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says in Surah Zumar verse 22 فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says so woe to those whose hearts are hardened at the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hearts that are hardened. So, al-qasawa, the hearts that are hardened. The fifth word that is used to describe the heart of the disbelievers by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-mawtu. Al-mawtu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-An'am, verse 122, Verse 122 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says The one who was dead and we gave him life The one who was dead and we gave him life And it comes in the Quran more than once But over here What is the heart described? The disbeliever is described with al-mawt, death. Death, that his heart has been killed. Yani his heart is dead. The sixth is ar-raynu. Ar-raynu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Mutaffifin, verse 14. Surah Al-Mutaffifin, verse 14. Kalla bal. رَانَ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ مَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, But no, their hearts have been stained by all the evil they would commit. But no, their hearts have a covering, have a covering from that which they used to earn. So over here, الرَّيْن is that which is stained and that which is covered. That which is stained and that which is covered. The seventh word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he uses to describe the hearts of the disbelievers is al-maradu. Al-maradu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah verse 10, Fi qulubihim marad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and in their hearts is a sickness. And in their heart is a sickness. So over here, al-marad, sickness, is used to describe the hearts of the disbelievers. The next word is al-diqu. Al-diqu. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-An'am, verse 125. Whoever he wants to lead astray, he makes their chest tight and constricted. Tight and constricted. So adiq over here is that which is restricted and tight. The next word, the ninth word, we're nearly done. The next ninth word is subhanallah. Each one of these has a specific meaning. Each one of these has a specific meaning. Now the ninth word that is used is at-tab'u. At-tab'u. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Munafiqoon, verse 3. فَطُبِعَ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ فَهُمْ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Therefore their hearts have been sealed. Their hearts have been sealed and they do not understand. Now over here, the most similar in meaning is الطَبْعُ And the last one, الْخَتَمُ الْخَتْمُ the last two are the most similar. Al-Khatmu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the verse that we are taking now, Surah Al-Baqarah verse 7, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that Allah has placed upon their hearts a seal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed a seal upon their hearts. And each of the above, each of the above, will be explained when we get to each verse insha'Allah. So there are the 10 words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the hearts of the disbelievers with in the Quran. Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, we're going to go through khatam. So as we mentioned now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that the khatam on a heart means that a person is not aware of the truth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is not aware of the truth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nor can he understand the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So, the first is that he is not aware of the truth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nor can he understand the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nor can he contemplate the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani his heart is completely shut off from these things. He can't, what? Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah says, he is not aware of the truth and he cannot understand the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nor can he ponder and contemplate over the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah, who died in the year 310 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, the hearts of, a, of the servants are vessels. They are vessels for that which it stores from the knowledge and the understanding of affairs. From that which it stores from the knowledge and the understanding of affairs. The hearing is that which takes in sound, and through that, understanding is reached. So over here, this is what's getting sealed. The ability to store that which is good, and to contemplate and reach to understanding of that which is good. This is what's being corrupted. This entire vessel of goodness. This entire vessel that you fill, that is being corrupted itself. So think about it as يعني, a really silly example, but I think of it as a USB, right? And you put it in your computer. 
and you're saving all your important documents tool hayatak you're saving you're saving you're saving you're saving and then you take it out and then the actual usb was faulty the usb was corrupted now i think about it right it's a it's a vessel right and you've stored everything in it but it's in a, unable to keep anything in it so it's become become useless and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection ya rab now iman cannot reach the heart that is sealed iman that is iman cannot reach the heart that is sealed allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says wa ala sam'ihim wa ala sam'ihim and upon their hearing and upon their hearing imam al-baghawi rahimahullah he says they do not hear nor do they benefit from that which they hear wa ala sam'ihim and upon their hearing imam al-baghawi rahimahullah he says they do not hear nor do they benefit from that which they hear Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah he says they do not understand the Quran when it is recited upon them they do not understand the Quran when it is recited upon them and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his forgiveness for this is perhaps the state of most of the people who exist on the face of the earth that when the Quran is يعني, recited upon them they have no clue what's going on no clue and this is not a good sign and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection ya rab wa ala absarihim ghishawa and upon their eyes there is a covering wa ala absarihim ghishawa nearly at the end of the verse and upon their eyes there is a covering imam al-baghawi rahimahullah he says that there is a covering and they do not see the truth there is a covering in front and above their eyes and they do not see the truth they do not see the truth Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah he mentions it is not guided to see the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the uniqueness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's design Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah he says that, it, that the eyes itself is not guided to see the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the uniqueness of the design of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and subhanallah that is obviously the time that we live in today where someone can look at all of the creations and the makhluqat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say this came from nothing or that they look at another human being and they say this person his great 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 whatever was a monkey right was يعني, what's the end, end goal of it let's just be honest right but they can look at a mountain and say that this randomly happened from nothing. But if you put the iPhone in front of them and say that this came from nothing, he will laugh at you and think that you are, what, completely يعني, lost the plot. And let's be honest. He, يعني, that MacBook there, right, is the most يعني, advanced piece of technology. In the sense where the amount of power that it contains in it, storage, right, the RAM, whatever you want to say about it. It took brilliant minds to put the placement of everything so it becomes micro-thin, right? Micro-thin. It doesn't, it's not even too heavy. A MacBook Air is, is not too heavy either. يعني, probably most of the weight is from the keyboard, Allahu alam, right? In the screen. It's nothing with the battery in it. 10 hours, 15 hours of, that's what they say, right? 10 hours. 4 hours of whatever you're doing, right? 4 hours of intense use of whatever you're doing. It took geniuses to put this together. One piece of technology. Geniuses 
right? To come together, software engineers, all these mechanical geniuses to put these together, right? The, the retina screen, right, on it. Like, mashallah, tabarakallah, Allah, mazidu barik lak, right? He comes on, he's cracked. Just like, think about it, yani you can open the laptop with a fingerprint. With a fingerprint. It's literally got something to, to, to get your fingerprint and open it. If you use, try to use another fingerprint, it would not work. The screen on it is yani, on another level. Right? The retina screen, 4K, whatever it is. Right? It took absolute geniuses to put this together. But then they look outside and say, this came from nothing, complete chance. Complete chance. Complete, and, and they will explain it to you. They will explain it to you. That yani, the sun is there, right? I know it's there, but complete chance that if it came an inch closer, it would completely just khalas, finish. The orbit is done. And everything has a set orbit. No, 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 complete chance. Complete chance. Right? But this is where the intellect, if someone cannot see it, what do you do for them? They're blind to the truth. You can't fix blindness sometimes. Khalas, it's done. So over here, there's something that's stopping them from seeing it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rabb. Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says that some of the scholars state that the ghishawa that is done here, the covering that is there, this is khatam. This is the khatam itself. This is part of the khatam of the seal. So the seal itself, according to some of the scholars, is upon all three. The heart, the hearing, the sight. The heart, the hearing, the sight. وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ And for them is a severe punishment. Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah, he says that this is in the hereafter. This is in the hereafter. And he says that al-adab is that which is dist distressful and difficult for a person. That which is distressful and difficult for a person. And Ibn al-Jawzi rahimahullah, he says that this punishment is a punishment that is constantly painful. Constantly Painful. Adabun Azim is a constant painful punishment, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rabb. Imam al Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says in this verse is a clear evidence and clear guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who creates guidance and misguidance, iman and faith and disbelief. Iman and kufr, all of these are creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is responsible for it. He says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sealed their hearts and ears and upon their eyes is a covering. So where can they be guided? And then he says, or even how is it possible? Who can possibly guide them? If Allah has done this, he's placed a seal on their heart, a seal on their hearing, a covering on their, face, on their eyes. How is it possible? Who is there to possibly come and save this person and guide this person? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after he has caused them to be astray and made them blind and deaf. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, something that he mentions, he says, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what he does from his infinite justice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what he does from his infinite justice. They were not owed this guidance by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were not owed. No one is inherently owed anything. So 
because they were not owed this guidance and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not taken anything that was owed to them, not taken any of their rights, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not been unjust with them. They weren't owed anything. So just because they weren't guided, khalas. Nothing was given to them, nothing was taken from them. No zulm was done. This is all from the justice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he also makes another note. He says that there is consensus, there is ijma' that this khatam, this sealing of one's heart is impossible upon the Prophet wasallam, upon the angels and upon the believers. And upon the believers. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of them, Ya Rabb. Shaykhul Islam Nutaymi rahimahullah who died in the year 7, 728 after the Hijrah of the Prophet He says as found in Majmu' al-Fatawa, he says that these verses, that what these verses mean is that the disbeliever, the disbeliever for as long as he is a disbeliever will not accept the truth. Will not accept the truth. This is a summary of this verse and the verse that came before. Right? He says that the disbeliever for as long as he is a disbeliever will not accept the truth regardless, of, regardless whether or not he was warned. He will not believe for as long as he traverses upon the path of disbelief. Because you can't be a kafir and a believer at the same time. Right? It just doesn't work. He says this is because upon his heart and his hearing and his sight is that which stops and pushes away his ability of understanding and acceptance. And this is because upon his heart and his hearing and his sight is that which stops and pushes away his ability of understanding and acceptance. And this is the same case. This is the same condition. And this is the same condition of the one who is overcome by his whims and his desires. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rabb. Shaykh al-Islam, he continues, he says, a few uh, paragraphs later, he says that these people will not believe except these people will not believe except when there will be no benefit to their belief. These people will not believe except when there will be no benefit to their belief. That's when they'll believe. When there's no benefit now to them for them to believe. Yani once the punishment is there. He says, the time, when will they believe? The time where they will see the painful punishment. Yani if someone goes and goes to Jahannam and says, oh, okay, I believe now. Jahannam is real. Jahannam is real. Over here, khalas, it's too late. Too little, too late. Right? They won't believe until, when they believe, it's not going to be of any benefit to them. He also says that these two verses are regarding the people of disbelief, the people of kufr, that persist upon their disbelief. And that warnings will not benefit these people because of the coverings placed upon their hearts, hearing and sight. This is يعني, a summary of the verse that came before. You with me, Dishad? Yeah? You want me to can you repeat it? I'll repeat it, just for you. He says that these Two verses are regarding the people of disbelief. The people of disbelief that persist upon their disbelief. And that warnings will not benefit these people because of the coverings placed on their hearts and hearing and sight. Shaykh al-Islam in Taymiyyah, he also mentions 
that it is possible, it is possible for these people to eventually hear. It is possible for these people to eventually hear if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permits. He put the seal there and he can remove that seal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can remove that seal also. He has not mentioned that these people will never ever be guided. Right? It's possible for them to be guided. Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah, he mentions one gem and that's it. One more gem. That's it and we're done. I know it's getting late. I'm sorry brothers. He mentions that a person should not think that by his warning, his da'wah, and through his speech, that guidance is achieved. He should not think that just because he makes da'wah, and just because he calls and he does the warning, and just because he talks and he makes bayan, this is not the reason for guidance to be achieved. Even if he is the most complete human being, even if he is perfect, even if he is upright and sincere, it is still possible that perhaps the one who is called does not respond to the caller, Shaykh al-Islam says. And he says, this is not due, this is not due to the shortcomings of the call, but rather the corruption of the one who is called. La ilaha illallah He says that you could be perfect Shaykh Islam is saying Complete da'i And you go and you make, you make your da'wah And your da'wah is upon tawheed and upon the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then what happens is these people refuse This does not show a deficiency in your da'wah Or the da'wah itself It shows the corruption of those who are called Now where is this the most important subhanallah when we look at the lives of the prophets and the messengers, the hadith of the Prophet wasallam that at the end of time, right, when resurrection starts, when resurrection begins, and the, the people will start to come, and every prophet will be with their nation, and the believers from their nation, right? And some of the prophets will only have one person, some people will not have any followers. Do we say that they did ineffective da'wah? Do we say that they, did, they should have done one, two, and three to get the masses? They should have done one, two, and three to, to improve their skills. Over here, this is not a reflection on them and their da'wah. This is a reflection on the filth that was there in their people. Yani Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he did da'wah to Abu Lahab. He did da'wah to him. And he might have done the best, no doubt, there is no doubt. He did the best da'wah possible. He did the best da'wah possible. And he is a messenger of Allah. And he went to his He continuously called him to Islam He refused Is this a reflection on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Or on Abu Lahab Exactly This is not a reflection on the da'wah It's a reflection of the corruption Of the one who is called On that note Barakallahu feekum Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam And from next week inshaAllah We begin to take the verses Regarding the nafiqeen about the hypocrites and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his assistance. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.